Desk brings you exciting and practical tips for improving your virtual teaching and virtual learning experience. I'm so excited to be speaking with Miranda Regnitz today about online teaching and learning and her personal experience as an online master's student. Hi, Miranda. Welcome to the desk. Hi, thank you. Happy to be here. Can you tell us a little bit more about who you are and what you're going to share with us today? Yeah. um, So I am Miranda Regnitz. I have been in the world of online higher education for, well, between 15 and 18 years, I guess, depending on, uh, well, I guess, including the fact that I was an online learner uh, as part of my bachelor's degree. Uh, I started working in online higher education uh, as an enrollment counselor and stayed with that for about half of my career so far. And during that time, also pursued my master's degree entirely online and have stayed in online uh, and have now moved into uh, a project management role where I work with faculty uh, to help them develop online courses um, for university, for NCU. So uh, that's, I've had a lot of experience on the back end um, working in online higher education, but like I said, also have been an online student, have supported many family members as online students and a lot of students, um, you know, over the last 10, 15 years. Right. That's a lot of experience with online learning and online teaching. Um, and, and you said your husband was also an online learner, so you were a support person yes. for him as well, right? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> That's great. I'm really excited to hear about what your suggestions are for other students or people who are um, teaching or supporting others who are online. And I know I shared with you that I did some um, learning online as well in my doctoral program, which was a hybrid program. So this should be an interesting conversation. Yes, definitely. So when we were thinking about um, this podcast, there were kind of three areas that really stood out to us as we were talking about what it's like to learn online, family, professors, and fellow students. And we were thinking that we would talk about each of those. So let's start with family. What are some thoughts about how family can support or help online learners? Definitely. I think... um... I'll go on some of my personal experience, but also what I would recommend to my students when we were working through some of that just initial, what is it going to be like when I'm an online student and, and how is that different than being on ground? So um, with, when it comes to family, I think the more that you can share that you're comfortable sharing with your family, the better. Um, So, you know, maybe taking it a step further than, hey, I'm enrolled and and saying I'm enrolled and, you know, my assignments are going to be due regularly on Sundays or, you know, whatever that looks like. Um, Have them be more, uh, you know, giving them more details is going to help them support you and invite them to check in on you, you know, and, um, you know, I, I would say one of the biggest things that I learned as a student uh, in my master's program, I was pretty, I felt consistently having to uh, decline invitations to family gatherings because they seemed to just very consistently be only on Sundays. And Sunday was one of the two days that I had to be uh, at home and finishing schoolwork so that I could get it uh, submitted on time because everything was due on a Sunday. So once I I got 
ahead of that with my family and said, listen, if you want me to attend these things, they're going to need to be on a different date, not just on Sundays. Um, you know, so just having them be a part of it is huge. Making sure that um, if you do have other friends or um, people who you connect with on uh, social media that they're, that they know, like a couple of people know that you're in school is going to be hugely important and invite them to check in on you as well. That's a great, great idea and great suggestion. It makes me think that that's probably true if you're teaching online as well to have people in your life understand um, why you might be working on the weekend because you're checking in with your online learners. So what yeah, about professors? Absolutely. Yeah. What would you say to professors? Um, you, I know, have helped me a lot behind the scenes in my job at NCU. What advice or observations have you made? Um, I think the biggest thing that I've learned from both sides is that regular checking in with students and vice versa, students intentionally checking in with their uh, professor. I think that the I look back at the courses where I was most successful, I was regularly engaged with my professor. Um, I think what I've learned actually in conversations with you and some of the other faculty that I work with here at NCU, um, they, they will meet students where they are. So if that is through text message, through Zoom calls, through email, um, however that 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 whatever mode is best uh, to reach and communicate with students, they're going to meet you there. Um, and I think that one of the one of the the most challenging things is feeling like you're online and you're going through your program or you're going through a course, especially a course that's difficult, and feeling like, oh my gosh, I feel really nervous to reach out to my professor or I feel like, oh, this is not an appropriate question or not like a, a worthwhile question. And it's just not the case. I think that you um, need to, to have that comfort and being able to reach out and have those conversations rather than swirling on something and, and not getting where you need to get to be able to get your assignments done. Um, and another suggestion I would have is that it, especially at the beginning of starting a program and then throughout the program, have a contact list of your instructor, uh, your professor, your um, advisors, your IT support contact information. Have all of that on a list. Keep it on your desktop. Email it to yourself so that if you are away from your home computer and you have something happening, uh, that you can reach out to them and you know exactly where that contact information is, uh, definitely would recommend having that. I have needed that many times. <laughs> that is a great suggestion. And I have to say, we have Dr. Um, Katie Bovitz on VESC who's created 60 Seconds of Engagement for students. And that's one of the suggestions that she makes right on that video series. So uh, I couldn't yes. agree more. And as a professor at NCU, I can tell you that um, it is really helpful to hear from students when they first begin the class or any time during the class, but especially in that beginning. It helps me to know um, where they're coming from and, and what their background is. There's so much that you can share with your professor that it really will help everything throughout the rest of that course you know, sharing with them what program they're in or even specialization because they they don't always know what that is. Um, so having, like you said, that conversation up front to kind of know 
where they're starting from, where they are, where they hope to go. Those are really awesome conversations to have that connect you. And, you know, just having that additional connection in and of itself, it does help. It just helps you get through the course. And, um, you know, you are then more comfortable to ask questions when something does come up that's confusing. Um, another great thing is even if you're not confused about something in the course, having a conversation throughout the, the, the course or your program, um, asking them for their tips. I have done that a couple of times and it's been hugely helpful because um, they're going to tell you like, oh, I use this particular tool to organize or I use this particular system um, or, or process uh, to be able to do my research or, oh, if, you know, if you, if you haven't looked into this particular author or um, publication, definitely bookmark this. You know, you're, you're having those conversations is going to lead you into, into the that you would otherwise not really have much of a clue about. Well, it's so true that it, you know, again, it helps on the professor side too. For me, I can target my feedback to students if I know that they're teaching in a certain um, discipline or in a certain area. It definitely makes it helpful. And I feel like I'm giving um, better feedback, better quality feedback when I know something about the student or something that's going on with them. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So what about fellow students? This is might be different at other universities, but I know in the NCU one-to-one model, um, people might be reluctant to reach out. What advice do you have there? You got to do it. <laughs> so wherever you are, whichever program you're in, um, if it's not at NCU, you know, I don't know. In the past, I would say connecting with other students has been probably my biggest challenge. Um, you know, there, there didn't, there wasn't necessarily, um, it wasn't laid out, you know, as like a, oh, here, be sure to do this, or you can connect with other students in this way. Um, it was kind of going out of your comfort zone and asking other people, you know, as you're comfortable to share contact information, maybe you're creating a study group, maybe you heard somebody else is creating a study group and you want to get connected to them. But I would say one of the best things at NCU is uh, we have like our own social media network called the Commons. And I think it is like the best kept secret uh, about this program. And it is it's hugely beneficial to, so the commons has uh, all these areas based on program specialization, um, special interests, um, all kinds of things um, for students to be able to connect with other students. And uh, it's, it's similar to social media in the sense like you can get a daily recap in your email. Um, You can tag other people in conversations. Um, You are going to be, you, you're, you're given this opportunity to connect with other students and it's huge. You hold each other accountable. You ask each other questions. You know, we were talking about questions you might not want to ask a professor, ask another student. Um, it's, it's, it's a wonderful asset that NCU has and um, I can't speak more highly of it. I really love it too. It's something that um, I enjoy. I'm the steward for the social emotional learning group on the commons. And I've seen students connect on there. And unfortunately, it doesn't happen as much as I'd like it to happen. I I really try to ask people to reach out with their questions. But I have seen students connect on there and then decide to, you know, read a book together or go to a conference together. And I think that is a fabulous opportunity. 
that network. This is a time to network when you're in school, right? Absolutely. The networking in and of itself is, is a reason to get out of your comfort zone and to go into the commons and to start connecting with other people. Because, you know, when you think about going to school on ground and, you know, you're making connections with people these are, are people that you connect with and maintain friendships with and support systems with for the rest of your life. And that ha- that happens through the commons as well. I'm seeing it happen. And um, it's, it's, a, it's a huge opportunity, like I said, to be able to get in there and to have additional support. Uh, going to school online is it's tough. It's not easy. When you shut your computer, it goes away. You know, it's, it's this thing you have to be active engaged in making sure that that you're staying in it so that you can finish and graduate and the commons is a huge way to help help you help yourself make that happen (laughs) definitely it's a great opportunity I would also recommend students uh, reach out on LinkedIn and develop a LinkedIn profile while they're in school and making that network grow. I mean, you're here to learn, but you're also here to advance in your career. So to just keep um, keep making those connections as much as you can. Definitely. So let's move on to the last question that we ask, ask everybody on the VESC podcast. Uh, if you would fill in the blank, I used to think virtual teaching and learning was. Now I think virtual teaching and learning is. Okay. <laughs> Way back 15, 20 years ago, I used to think virtual teaching and learning was totally the easy way out. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, I could go to school online and then I could just keep working. That's so great, you know, and, uh, and this will be a breeze. I'll just submit my assignments whenever I want. And uh, it's totally not it. <laughs> so <laughs> now what I think virtual teaching and learning is, is this huge opportunity and they just see it as the way of the future for for those of us who do want to continue working and um, not even continue working, I know so many people who are pursuing to go online because they just need they need some flexibility. They need it for other reasons, and it is it's just complete. It's not completely different, but it's pretty different than going to school on ground. And and I would say one of the biggest ways that it's different is just the type of learning that's happening. It, it does seem more applicable and immediately usable in the workplace because it isn't just test taking. And that's what I felt a lot of what was going on in my bachelor's program. Um, and when I talked to students and were, I was explaining, this is going to be different than what you've experienced in ground because you're writing papers, you're applying things that you're learning and you're doing that through writing, creating, um, you know, working on projects, things like that. And I just think that the type of work that you're doing within an online program is very applicable to what we're doing in our jobs. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it's awesome, obviously. <laughs> uh, so, so, yeah, I, and I don't think it's the easy way out. <laughs> it is right. definitely it is way harder. <laughs> right. Right. So that is, um, that's the round wrapping up our session, but I have to say, I still have one other question that I wish I had asked you. You work as a project manager. And I think that that means you have a certain set of skills, um, that to make those recommendations. And 
Um, you talked a little bit about talking to family to help set you up to remind you of things or to be um, compassionate about what you're experiencing. But putting your project manager hat on, you started to when you said, make sure you have those numbers and lists available. But is there anything else you would suggest on time management or, you know, from that lens? Oh, yeah. I mean, that could be a whole other podcast. But I think some of the biggest things is making sure that you can you're doing yourself a service by being organized from the very beginning. Um, some of those things that I would would suggest would be creating a folder system um, so that you know where all of your assignments are going to be saved, that you're using that, um, that very common way of labeling your assignment with your name and the course code and the week. Um, you know, NCU makes that pretty clear that that's the preferred way to save it. But making sure that you're saving those things in a, in a file structure within your computer or uh, an online drive like Office 365 or OneNote, you know, as, a, as an organizational tool. Um, but, and then working with whatever calendar tool um, is going to be best for you, whether that's on your phone or it's in uh, your email or it's some app that you have on your phone that helps you with reminders. But if you have noticed about yourself in the past that keeping things on track and setting reminders um, would be beneficial to you, do it. It's worth it to, to have those things set up for yourself. Um, anything that you can do to help yourself stay accountable, because like I said, you are going to uh, notice that your course goes away when you shut your laptop. And uh, anything you can do to help keep it top of mind that you've got to come back, you've got to make this a priority, uh, those are going to be the things that you you definitely should integrate into your your daily, if not weekly life. (laughs) That is, that's great advice. That's definitely great advice as well as for uh, virtual teaching. I set my alarms. I even set my alarm if I know I have a meeting coming up later that day. So it goes off so that I'll, I'll stop what I'm doing. Um, Cause sometimes I'll ignore that regular calendar alarm. So I'll do a double, a double alarm. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's Absolutely. really helpful. It's definitely <laughs> saved me at times. Okay, great. Well, it's been so fabulous talking with you, Miranda. I am just so privileged that I had this opportunity to have you on Vesk. Thank you so much. Yeah, anytime. Love chatting with you, Amy. Thanks for joining us on Vesk. This is Dr. Amy Lynn. Remember, learning is right at your fingertips.